coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, official stand-in for the Adams Family's cousin it, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And sitting across from me, the next Canadian Dracula, Mr. Tommy Dixon. How's it going? <laughs> How are we doing, gentlemen? I, I'm, I'm baffled. Baffled? Why are you baffled? Because I don't know what either of those two introductions had to do with each other. Much Absolutely less anything nothing. Else. You have your own lives. You have your own interests. I'm just letting people see more of the onion that is you. Thank you. You're uh, all appreciate uh, it. Uh, uh. See? Fine. See? You see? just gotta enjoy it. <laughs> At least someone does. So, great. <laughs> so here we are. Part three of our spiritual trilogy. Yes. We've, we've walked the depths of Malfi's. We've explored the, the past and the fate of the Howlers. Fate, yes. And before we get into what's next, we want to thank everybody out there for uh, your, your attention, your, your loyalty, your, your listening. It's fantastic. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. We want to thank all of our backers. And if you're not one, you can easily join that group by going over to our Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com. Uh, link in, on the website. And the show notes. And in the show notes. Where you can join one of our four tiers, uh, where you can sponsor us, various rewards, everywhere from bronze to moon silver. And if you don't want to do that, you can always do a one-time donation of whatever you want. We appreciate it. It, it we really do. It's something that helps us uh, keep going, helps keep the lights on, helps keep those fees down. It's a big deal. And if you can't do that, share the love any other way you can. Tell your friends, tell your family, force them to listen. Put a, you know, like, hack in their systems and, like, make it so it's the only thing that'll play out of their computers or their phones. Um, I've seen it happen. It, it might be true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell your friends, reviews, anything you can do to, to help share the love because, you know what, you know somebody that loves this game or will and they just don't know it yet. So, That's a good point. help us help them fall in love with this game just like you have. Now, that said. We well said, to, too. Thank you. <laughs> We look to this third part where we see what happens next for the White Howlers. We talk about Melfi's. We talk about the Temple Obscure. We talk about the White Howlers. Today, it's time for the Black Spiral Dancers. We all knew that was the next step in the progression here. Yeah, but I was doing a thing, and then... <laughs> again. You just stepped on it again. <laughs> we got to mute him until we're ready. I really... I have the button. <laughs> but much like last week, we're not doing it alone. And while Kaysen... Walked us through that great winter. Today we are welcoming back our dear friend TC Lyrics. TC, it is great to have you back, buddy. I'm glad I could be here. Yeah, this one was a long time coming. Yeah, we've been planning this one for quite some time, so we're really glad we were able to pitch you in for this one. Yeah, we yeah, knew this How was... long ago was it? Like a, like a month ago I called dibs on spirals? I think it was like two or three. It was, yeah, because we planned this like two or three months ago. Yeah, and, and we knew this was the third part in the, the trilogy we were doing. So it's like, okay, now we know when to schedule TC here. Right. Our spiritual quest. <laughs> trilogy quest. Quest trilogy? That, that sounds like a game that is sitting in a $5 bin right now. It does. Trilogy for quest. Sega Genesis. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know, you, know, we know we, you like your spiral, CC. I mean, maybe not as much as the skin dancers, but... Uh, Weirdo. Yeah. No, actually, more. Weirdo. Awkward silence. No, I like <laughs> the spirals a lot. Well, I suppose there's uh, plenty to cover. Yeah. 
question is, where do we jump in? Well, maybe we can go back and kind of restate that you know, there are several versions of information that we're all reading from. That's true, and true to, uh, to at least the first part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I went through first edition. We had Danny take second. Tom went through 20. And uh, uh, Book of the Worm first, Book of the Worm second, Book of the Worm 20. Because, again, it says on there that chapter is the Black Spiral Tribe book. So we don't need another one, just for everyone who keeps asking. Yeah, there's well, a lot of info in those, actually. I think uh, what Book of the Worm second has quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, Book of the Worm second edition has a lot of info. I was just kind of shouting to the E for there. Now, I wouldn't did, of all the Book of the Worms I've read, so like Book of the Worm 20 has got a lot of really good stuff in it, but second edition seemed to have the most, and I don't know, there was something about it that kind of stuck with me. It might have been the art, too, because a lot of the art in there is it's that really gritty, like pen scratch kind of look to it. Oh, I agree. It's very gritty. I definitely appreciate it. You know, a lot of, a lot of Ron Spencer, if I recall which you can never go wrong with. Fair. But, you know, second, definitely. I mean, again, each edition has its own... We're going to go with quirks. Yes. You know, tiny retcons, editions, whatnot. So, you know, again, we all took our different editions. And, TC, you got us um, some some, some special from... uh, You did some Met stuff, didn't you? Uh, Yeah, Mind's Eye Theater. They've got Book of the Worms second LARP edition, which I'd actually picked up first on accident because uh, I apparently don't know how to read right. But uh, it actually has... um, the entire spiral in there, at least like what each uh, circle represents, and then you know tips for role playing that. Not that you would. You really probably shouldn't. It, it says that, yeah. <laughs> You'd be there a long time. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, is, you know you do have people who want to play spirals, and they, some people do, you know, but they want to be the bad guy. You know, I think there's a few problems with that. It is first and foremost, there's there's a level of depravity. In the Black Spiral Dancers, and in, in, I, I guess the Spiral Nation, for lack of a better term. Okay. That do we really want to hit up on? Do we really want to roleplay, like, How to be rape, an asshole? rape and lupus kinfolk, or like putting AIDS needles in paper towel dispensers and men's rooms? I mean, there's a pack dedicated, I, I don't remember what book, to doing shit like taking those urban legends and making them real. Like, is that is that how you want to? No. Like, already, that's like, why are we doing that? But, but also, these are the villains. And, you know, is, is a, you know, I'm a bit of a horror buff. And, and something you, you learn is, is, and I know you're not, Danny. <laughs> not even <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah. But you, you look at a movie like, say, Alien. Mm-hmm. And something that makes Alien so great is, is these, how they so sparsely use the xenomorph. The same as Jaws. If that stupid robot shark would, would have worked, it would have been a terrible movie. But they had to work around true. it. it didn't work, yeah. Yeah, they had to work around it. You got glimpses of it. It added the suspense. When you shine a light on the darkness like that, when, when you're, you're watching like a horror movie and they're so in love with their monster that they put the spotlight on it all the time. Doesn't become scary. Right. You, you pull away from it. You know, maybe you see the zipper or the seams or the crappy effect. It's not scary anymore. Because there's too much focus on it. Okay, I see where you're going with that. Is that like a lichen colony? <laughs> <laughs> Mistake! <laughs> The worst. I had to. It's the worst. <laughs> Shout out to our movie nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one that won't air again. <laughs> no. But it was great. <laughs> what I remember of it. 
Well, hopefully he'll make this week or this uh, this month's. We've got uh, we're bringing back a couple of favorites, but that's not what we're talking about. No, 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 no. But again, it's it's the the shining the light on the monster, you know, just to get a quick glimpse. You know, you, you if you pull them out of the darkness, it, it loses some of its power. Okay. Like if you're writing a story and you have them just keep facing black spiral dancers and getting through them all the time. Well, that's it, another thing. It loses the. It loses. Well, there's, there's ways to do be. that. We know like, there's can, ways to do that, but I'm just saying so you can't be having them fight him all the time. It loses their power. Oh, no. See, what you can totally do is misdirect. So the thing with spirals, right, is everyone assumes that they're shock troops. And, like, Porter is constantly hammering home that they're supposed to be this terrible entity of, you know, they're guru. So they've got this, this cunning and, uh, you know, knowledge about them, same as any other werewolf does. And you should be using that, right? But if most of the werewolves and metas that make it out of the Black Spiral are functionally broken and insane, and they're the ones that they're going to set at the Grunation anyway, you can build up that, that false sense of security with your players and make them think that all they're facing is just simple cubs or, or that that's all the spirals are. They've got nothing else going on. And then meanwhile, I don't know, suddenly there's a SWAT team is kicking in the doors of their kin folks home because they're getting raided while they're being distracted. That's an or Pentex point. first teams. That's a great point. No, that is a, that is a great point. But, I mean, there's also something to be said that, yeah, if, if all you do is throw spirals at your, your, uh, your players, then it devalues the spiral. Yeah. They're not going to oh, be scared God. I, I should have been more clear. Mm-hmm. I meant there's a mastermind behind them. No, I was, I was with you. I was with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We were okay. following. <laughs> it made sense. You know. Um, like a, like a Rayo's Dream Flare. You know, someone had uh, challenged me uh, to do, like, a bunch of movie quotes. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to veer to TV references, because ha. Is it time to dance the magic dance? Ooh, nice. We, we, it will be in a second. Stop <laughs> traveling in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. All right. But it's like, um, as you see, it's like Star Trek uh, with the spirals, is that you have, um, you have you know, Star Trek Next Gen, you had Worf, right? Okay. Big, badass Klingon security chief. No one fucks with Worf. Except every time they wanted to introduce a new race and have them be a credible threat, they'd instantly just beat Worf's ass. Mm-hmm. Every time. I remember that. Hmm. So suddenly, your big badass chief of security is just, you know, he's a little sissy girl. <laughs> because every time someone shows up, they beat his ass. That doesn't make them look strong, that makes Worf look weak. Yeah. I mean, if you do it six, seven, eight times. It was every time. Every time. I- Never watched it, I don't know. So oh, every time a new species came around. Which in, in that show, I imagine, happens all the like time. Like every 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's but, what the show's about. <laughs> right? But again, it was just about devaluing that, that, that character that's supposed to be a threat. Hmm. It's not something you want to do with someone as significant as spirals. Exactly. You know, the black spiral is the mirror image. You know, it's the dark side of the nation. It's what you could be if you fuck up enough or if you stray from the path too far. I like that. Just it's just like last week. They're like a constant reminder of the mistakes made. Definitely, or the potential mistakes to come. Both. Now, I mean, shit. <laughs> Paint us a word picture. Sicily, nineteen eighty-three. I can't picture it. It was that's uh, as far. That's as far as I go. It was oh, a little okay. Betty White shout out. <laughs> <laughs> half remembered, half golden. Whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I'm a spiral now, Jesus. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, how the spirals do business in terms of cubs. Okay. 
you know, our, our, our first change era, you know, and I think something that's, it's neat about, or I guess neat is that, you know, they don't send their cubs out for a rite of passage. You know, they have their little at home dance, the spiral version, you know, version, the home game of the black spiral. Of becoming one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the little mini version of dancing spiral they can do in the hive. Well, that's correct. And that's, it's a good point to bring up because there are pits and there are hives mm-hmm. and uh, there is a difference. You know, the pit is akin to the cairn, and the hive is akin to the sept. Okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of already saw it, but I mean, hearing it out loud yeah, that's, puts a little bit more perspective. That's the official. Pit is, pit is the cairn, hive is the sept. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> like I said, it's hearing it out loud puts it oh, in perspective. It's like a glass shattering moment for me over here a little bit. <laughs> well, again, you know, we use cairn and sept often interchangeably, and that works because we know the difference, but again, you're not going to have a cairn without a sept nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Well, we use pit and hive, Same. so let's let's be clear on that. I think about the moment that clicked with me was when I read uh, Trinity Cairn and it drums around the fire. And Trinity Cairn is a short story about the formation of uh, Trinity Hive in New Mexico. And yeah, it, it starts off sounding kind of guyan, and then as you go through the story, it, it goes into the corruption and why it was opened up as a uh, a pit. It's actually it's really good. I recommend it. The book's real first edition. So some of it can be pretty rough for people who are maybe not used to first editions content, but Trinity Cared is definitely worth the money. Hmm. I was always a fan of Apocalypse Noir from that book. I haven't picked it up in years, but that one's always stuck with me. Hmm. It's not related. I'm... <laughs> it's fine. No, there's a lot of good stuff out of that book. Now, Trinity Care, that's the one out of Elman Gordo, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember where exactly it is. It's, uh, I think it's White Eyed Ichthia views in the Umbra the dropping of the atom bomb at the test site and winds up going through the spiral and encountering the worm. Which is um, part of that process that, that we, uh, I think we will get to in a minute, a couple minutes at least. You know, I do, I do want to go back to the, their whole rite of passage deal because I know it's something we've talked about earlier, Tom, mm-hmm. about how the, the, I mean, whether they're captured or they were born at the hive they're all kind of treated equally when it's rite of passage time, and they do their home game, Black Sp- Dance of the Spiral. But um, you can just kill them, like like <laughs> as those, they're doing their yeah, yeah they're like, doing their dance or their rite. That you can just if you think they're not worthy, if you're a spiral that thinks this one's not going to be worthy enough, you just kill them, and it's not frowned upon. It's just oh, okay. Yep. I don't. I don't like the look of Larry. Let's just cut his throat. Fuck him. Yep. I mean that's the sad part because I. I get maybe, like, look, he's not worthy. It's not even worth having him keep going. But, like, it's worse than that because it's like, um, I didn't like that kid. Yeah, or flipped a coin. <laughs> or flipped a coin. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it could be that simple. It could be, yeah. And, and you have to keep in mind, too, is that even even the home game, as they, as they dance the spiral, if they fail, they do still die. <laughs> so it's like, you know, if they think it's not, they're not going to make it. No, they just won't make it. You don't have to go to the trouble. Yeah, they'll just follow the worm. Yeah, you know? it's it's just I don't like you. I don't want you to. Maybe you got smart mouth before you started, and I don't want you around. And it's part of the ritual, so they can get away with and it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a crime. <laughs> it's fine, you know. And you know they have you know each member of the hive. You know, I mean they're submitted for judgment, which is where you know if they want them to die, they can just fuck them off. That's it. You know, but they go through their rituals and and they're told everything. Like it's kind of it's really kind of efficient. Oh, it's quick. Yeah, 
Very efficient. You know, they get indoctrinated. Here it is. You're going to do your thing. You survive it. Okay, cool. We're going to teach you some more shit. And then, you know, you uh, you pick your urge. You know, you, you choose which worm, which, you know, part of the worm specifically you're going to serve. I think what's neat about that, and again, this is, we're, we're talking from first edition, is that, you know, you, you choose that, you choose that worm and, and it demands complete loyalty. You know, if you dedicate yourself to the beast of war and the beast of war says murder your whole pack, you murder your whole pack. There's not a question there. Hmm. Hmm. Jesus. And I can see if they, they do it anyway and just say, well, yeah, well, beast of war told me to. I mean, maybe. I'm, I'm sure that's happened. <laughs> I didn't like the way he looked at me either. I mean, Beast of War told me to. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they, they do their thing, they dance. Um, it's called a totem hole. <laughs> Phrasing. I, you know, hey. I didn't say it. I, I mean, I said it, I didn't write it. You know, they, they, they do end up there in the actual spiral through the, through the course of it. They get transported to the Umbra. You know, they look into the heart of the worm, and if they, again, they, they survive, sweet. Rite of passage complete. But, yeah. And then, you know, it's the labyrinth itself. You know, I think what's really neat to bring up about these uh, Rite of Passages here is you can go from rank zero to rank four. Instantly? You, you can. Yeah. Well, so the rank, the, the rank that you get as a spiral is totally dependent on how far in the circle you go, which also implies that you can go anywhere from rank one to rank eight. Uh, it, once you get through the ninth, you know, interesting stuff happens. Yes, yeah, the Rite of Transmogrification. It's um, like I know exactly what you're talking about. What they do is they actually they go... It, it's past the rite of passage, because that's its own thing. It's You go back to the spiral, to proper Temple Obscura, you, you, if you will, you re-enter the mouth of the worm. Right. So you are a black spiral, and you, you start yeah. going through. Yes, you, you, are, go, you go to the Temple Obscura proper to do this. Yeah, I mean, the rite of passage is there, but can also be in the hive, where they draw their own spirals. Mm-hmm. But ranking up is the spiral labyrinth. Okay. I didn't read the rates in 20, so... Yeah, the, and, it, and it's every time you rank up, too. Or I don't think the, the right transmogrification is actually in 20. It might not be. That's at least what they call it in first, and I believe in second, second Danny? Yes, yes also it's also here, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, second LARP anyway it is. Yeah, it's, it's both. But yeah, any time, like, if you rank up the one time, because you're going from 1 to 4, or 1 to 2, and then 2 to 3, and then 3 to 4, it's, it's always the same. You always go back to the spiral labyrinth. Yeah, and you can leapfrog it. So, like, the first dance is the dance of insight, right? And, uh, you know, say you go through that and you don't necessarily need to come out just yet. You're filled with rage. You go through the second circle, dance of rage. And then, you know, you go through dance of endurance and you come out. You went in as, a, you know, a rank one cub and you come out as, like, a fourth rank. And everyone's like, oh, shit, this guy's actually something serious. <laughs> and then, you know, and to, so go, to go through that, not have your mind break. Like, to go out and come through that, like still functional is kind of bigly. That's true. And you know what I mean? It's interesting, of course, there are there are nine uh, circles of the labyrinth that we know of. Right. According to your edition. According to my edition, that we know of. And to pick up, you know, you said the dance of endurance and the dance of cunning, dance of combat, corruption, loyalty, paradox, and deceit. Oh, those change a bit in 20. What you got? Really? Well, if they base it off of the, each circle. Right. Do they have names for them? Yeah, but they're rooms. Right, right. 20 is oh, different. Right. They well, changed it into about... rooms. We talked about that okay. in, the, in the Worm episode, in the Melfi's episode. So, I mean, yeah, this is, let's, let's time. Let's talk about the discrepancies in the Black Spiral dance, uh, the dance itself. So you have the, the Room of Personal Failings. That's your first one. That's where you do the dance. And then the Room of Rage. 
the room of anguish, the room of cunning, the room of battle, the room of corruption, the room of loyalty, the room of riddles, and then on the ninth is the room of mystery. That's weird. That's mostly synonyms. Yeah, I I like say- that. <sighs> well, what's the point of that, I wonder? I don't know. Because they, they only give you such a little blurb in 20 about it. It's not really delved into that much. But like, the dance of battle versus the dance of combat. Like, what a needless change. Right. No, I agree with what you're saying, but like, some of them are like... But they, the, it's not really the dance. It's just these are the rooms that you have to pass through. You're not... Okay, so yours is uh, called the Room of Battle, whereas uh, first and second edition, it's the dance of combat. Well, even in the novels, too, because the novels were written in uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, going up to the End Times novel. The End Times novel has Zigzag, is that how you pronounce her name? Well, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Just, uh, you know, she gets a, a fetish and just kind of walks through the spiral. And it's, even there, it's this mystical, it, it's, it's an umbrella realm unto itself. To make it rooms, <sighs> this is one of those things, like, Worm 20's got some really good info in there. It's got some really cool stuff. But some of the changes they did to the spirals just kind of, it made them lesser to me as villains, and I, I couldn't tell you why, because there's some really, really cool things they do in 20. But then stuff like this is kind of just like, but, but why would you do that? I, I think more interesting, um, with Standard Guru, uh, their highest rank is 6, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, so for the Spirals, their first five is what? Dance of Insight, Dance of Rage, Dance of Endurance, Dance of Cunning, and Dance of Combat. And then the six circles, Dance of Corruption, right? So what happens after you get to rank six? The next step up is dance of loyalty. Which is exactly how it is at 20, so... Yeah, it's a perfectly fair question, because you don't have... Like, I mean, you know, we don't generally go into gifts, mm-hmm. and that's not going to change today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there aren't level seven, eight, and nine gifts out there. Right. Are there? They're not. So... That's definitely weird. Right? But then again, I think, um, you know, they... Especially in the later editions, they lean... Like you point out, TC, there's less and less info. You know, it's like they, they, they keep backing away from the villains. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't blame them, because, like, the more info you have for the spirals, the more you're going to see people wanting to play them. Because, like, what, it, first edition tribook, you've got their renown list. Yes, you do. Which, which is actually different than the Gru Nation's renown. And in second Only edition, they don't kind have of. that. 20, the high, as I glance through it, the highest gift level is 5. It's exactly, there you go. Hmm. You don't see it. Every every go, I just went through most of the gifts. And the highest is five. No, no, on the renown thing, it's it, it's not really different. No it's a matter of perspective. Well, no, I mean it's you know glory instead of glory, honor, and wisdom, it, it's what is it? A cruelty, cunning, and a brutality, or something. So, kind of infamy. Synonyms, just infamy. I have it. Yeah, I was gonna say I have it written down. So it's still. I don't know why I remember that. Cunning, strength, and corruption. So it's still kind of synonyms, just like worse versions of them. Yeah. Well, because they're still Guru. And then in, in Book of the Worm, you know, one, and again, it's first edition, so it uses the wonky renown system. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, you know, you need uh, X amount of points for an off round in this category, and you need X amount of points for a ragabash in, this, in any category. So it's mm-hmm. really, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, you're calling glory something else this time, and you're judging it on like a, sh- a scale of being shitty. I mean, there's a renown chart. But there's nothing stopping you from pulling the original renown chart and going, okay, well, instead of a renown hit for being deceptive, it's a renown bonus for being deceptive. Hmm. So it still mm-hmm. has its similarities. Yeah, there. you change the word Bane into Gaian spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so weird, though. Nothing on renown in 20. It doesn't surprise me at all. I doubt there's any in second. In fact, I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, in twenty, they go right off the right off the book though. With the, for there's a letterhead saying "Playing the Worms Bastards," and it says, "We do not recommend this." First yeah. sentence. It's so. in every book. Yeah, that's true all all around. And again, I, I agree with the sentiment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're not here to play the bad guy. And if you are, well, even in the the LARP book, the LARP book has a special one that I, I haven't noticed in other ones because it uh, it goes over the mental deformities that they would have and how you would portray those because it's a LARP. Mm-hmm. And um, that one has a bonus one of, hey, some people are going to be really sensitive to this, so definitely don't if they don't like it. That's fair. Like, yeah. it gets uh, a little grittier in some of the other stuff, because, again, you're face-to-face with somebody having to actually role-play this in what you would assume is like an auditorium kind of setting or like a gymnasium. I don't know. How do you LARP werewolf? And, and it could get dark, though. I, I don't... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't have an answer for you. How do you LARP werewolf? Now... We've been talking about. Uh, you this. look like Sabretooth from X Men two thousand one. Ugh, that's mean. Yeah, why would you do that? Hurt <laughs> everyone's feelings. That's shitty to everybody. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we we talk about the labyrinth, you know, and when we're talk, we're touching down on, you know, we talked about the rite of passage, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, it's it's important to note, and uh, you know, I don't want to. We could easily just skip by this, but I want to talk about the naming. Okay. That that the the black spiral receives their name as soon as the rite of passage is over. It's the first syllables they utter <laughs> after they get out of the out of the spiral. That's why you get your your gamish and your hogs and your magomras. Oh man! I'm just see, thinking of some of the black spiral names in our game and magomra always pops up. I like that. I like saying magomra. I had one that was just like a long groaning sound, right? I mean, and, and that's and suddenly Zizak makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, because it's yeah. supposed to be what the snapping of her jaws. I don't oh, think I'd like oh. that. I didn't read that. I mean, Jack is mentioned in 20. I didn't oh, yeah, Jack's in all of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, no, she's their... Um, she's God, the what is she? She's the avatar of the Green Dragon or something like that? But yeah. there, there is a few that can actually come out and speak. Those ones are highly looked on, though. That's true, because, I mean, you also have your examples, like your Hunts in the Night. Mm-hmm. Or your... They're all Shadow Lords, by the way. Old one eye. Hunts in the Night was not a Shadow Lord. He was a purebred Black Spiral, thank you very much. Right, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Dinosaur Crab. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, what was Jack? I was like in Mockmaw. Yeah, those, oh. those words in Wilder down there that makes sense. Mockmaw. And um, for for the record, yeah, yeah, that is that is Hikaken, the uh, the quote dinosaur crab. Oh, I didn't know. It, well, that's he got a promotion. It, it, we talked about him two weeks ago. He's the Melgian incarnate of fear. Fuck, we did. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Dan. Oh, is he a Melgian incarnate of fear? He is. He serves uh, Fobuk, the urge of fear. You know, I did not piece together that those two were the same, because he's just a a bane totem. That's because you haven't heard that episode yet. (laughs) No, it it did. It's the Melfi's episode. Okay, so it did. Yeah. My mistake. No, for some reason I thought they were two separate things, and I don't know why I thought that. Well, they are, because full books is is the urge that Hakakin serves. Yeah. Huh. It, it's easy yeah, to no. confuse the Melgian and Karna with the urge that they serve. Yeah. Because but to tie this back to the spiral, yes. uh, Hakakin, the, uh, the Shadow Lord who turned into a dinosaur crab, that is what happens when you cross the Ninth Circle. You know... Is it? Yes. You, you get to the Ninth Circle, and you go past that, and you become something. One of them became a Malfian, which I believe is number two, and the other one uh, became a dinosaur crab. Now, this and is, there's only two spirals who have done that. This is interesting. Because this is not true in Worm 1. No? No. Now, Hakakin was a Shadow Lord, mm-hmm. became an Akarna. No mention of him 
uh, even reaching the Ninth Circle. No mention of his progress in the dance whatsoever. That's See, I didn't know that. Because Book of Worm 2, when it's talking about the Ninth Circle, it just gives a brief you know, explanation of what it is, but it also says only two spirals have ever passed this ordeal, and the rest were presumably devoured. You, you ready to hear how badass Hawkakin was? Sure. Oh, I'll get you the, the LARP book here. So he was a corrupted Shadow Lord Arun. His overconfidence in his ability to defeat the forces of the worm caused him to attempt to defeat the Shattered Labyrinth. Dancer Legend has it that he danced to the threshold of the Sixth Circle on his very first transmortification. So he came out of that rank six, and then eventually danced past rank nine. And uh, see, so yeah, he's one of only two dancers who have ever made it to the center of the labyrinth. The experience destroyed his sanity so utterly that he became an incarnate. Like he stared into the eyes of the worm, and the worm was like, "Dinosaur crap. That's what you are now." Hmm. Wonder twin powers activate. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. You've got some grub. You came in here and you got some balls. So, you know, you look good with a carapace and some orange stuff. Let's get some butter. This is, some butter? This is doing nice. Well, yeah. It's how yeah, you cook crabs. crabs. No, I know. It's why I left. You're not asking King. Hit him with the shampoo. But they feel huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this is the grub that got me is because 20 states 9. 9 and that's it. But all these other additions, you know, you can go past 9 maybe. Right. No, no, no. So nine, nine is like the threshold, and if you go past nine, then you get to the worm. Like the worm is at the center of it. There's always nine circles, but it's like it, getting beyond even five is incredibly rare. And, and like only two have managed to, I guess, meet the worm or the worm's mind. It's not super clear on what's there. Well, see, and then again, we go through the the change in editions mm-hmm. because it's clear first edition it's nine that we know of that they can't prove. We know there's nine. And it's also, despite the fact that Hakakin is in Worm 1, as a Malgian and Karna... Doesn't explain that he went through the 9th. D- does, no. It's, it's only number 2 that has done the 9. Huh. So you, you have this... You have that disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Which kind of bugs me. I can see is it, is it because it's always Shadow Lords? Like, no. like the Nightmaster? No, no. That doesn't bug me at all, you jerk. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's that it takes away from number two. I think so. I, I think it kind of adds to it. Because number two is, a, they, they became this thing after Dance of the Spiral. And they're at such a rank in Malpheus that, you know, they're, they've got a real presence. And the only other thing that matches them is a, a freaking Bane incarnate. Now let's, let's, okay, let's just run with that for, for starters. Number two is the worm's number two. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's poop. Great. And, um. What, he's the shit. So what he. Great. He outranks Hakakin, which seems odd to me if they both achieved the same, yeah. you know, that, that same feat. But also we have the mystery of number two, which again, it's, it's our third part. Yep, you know right. I'm talking about it. <laughs> you know, to identify number two. Uh-huh. And that's such a big deal. You know, it's this, it's this great mystery, you know, through, through the matter of the Apocalypse, which again, 20 just shat all over. Yes, it did. When, yeah. Like, ugh. But... You know, now you throw it. It kind of comes up the works. Oh, very much so. And then there's an extra layer on that. Now that we threw in that there's a second one in the ninth circle. Well, now maybe there's a third. Oh, because you know, and I guess I guess now's the time. Sure. I'm, I, I, I so guess I'm getting talking about number two enough. Yes. Yeah. Now's the time. Um, so you know, last time, last episode, I talked about Makma mm-hmm. and the connection to the Makma. In the Garu Saga, the ancestor spirit Makma, 
Right. And the fact that, again, through the Chronicle of the Black Labyrinth, you know, we, we have pretty well pointed at Machma and gone, this guy is probably number two. Probably. Probably. The evidence seems pretty good. Right? However, chapter four of Chronicle of the Black Labyrinth introduces Flavio. And now, again, I'm not going to get too deep into this because this is the, this book. If you've never read it, it's, it's pretty heady. It's, it's kind of, there's a lot to it. Fantastic. I recommend it. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely great, and you should read it. But to, to really get into it, that's almost its own episode, and it might be its own episode later. Oh, I recommend. Yeah. So I will say a chronicle, you know, chapter four introduces Flavio, and a thinly veiled conversation about dancing the spiral. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I mean, I'll give a quote there. The purest expression of the strength is, by its own nature, expansive and explosive. And so is called rage. In my youth, I found that I could, through my rage, change my shape and wear the face of beast of war. That's a quote from that chapter. Now, um, in the notes for that chapter, because you have to keep in mind, is uh, this is a meta book, right? You know, this is a book that is on a shelf in a library somewhere hidden in the world, in of, the darkness. world of darkness, right? Right. So there are notes in each chapter that correspond. So you go to chapter notes, and it's noted that the statement affirms um, Flavio to be one of the, quote, true dancers. And it goes on to, um, and again I quote, identify him with the ruler of Malfi's, the only possible source for the document's most secret degree of knowledge. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So on the surface... Oh yeah, it t- tells you right there. Yeah, Flavio's number two. Flavio's number two, he's the ruler of Malfi's, and we know number two One is true dancer, real, yeah. and this whole chapter is talking about, okay, but now I call bullshit. Okay. See, I call bullshit because I think it's a pretty thin dot connect. And there's nothing to suggest that everything in that chapter is true. More to the point, earlier in that chapter, it suggested that, uh, in, in the notes, that, that there, there's a lie going on about a position in the hierarchy, and, I, and I'm saying the black spirals, these are my words, not the words used okay. in the book, to um, obfuscate a level of knowledge and to garner support and interest. Huh. It's not directly correlated, but if this is bullshit, why can't this be bullshit? Moreover, you know, the, we, we all know that number two wanted all the copies of the thing destroyed because it contains information leading to his true identity. And I say his because all of our possible options that we've gone through, even the one that directly states Lord of Malfi's true dancer, mm-hmm. these are men. It says, yeah, it says right there. It says the he. I don't care what World 20 says. You call number two a she. You've ruined this whole mystery. There's no point to this book. Just, yeah, you're taking the meta out. Right. Well, nope. so that's going to be another thing from Worm 20 that I kind of ignore, like their camps. Well, I mean, that we'll get into also, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we, but uh, we, go, we go back to this, and it's, it's so on the nose, right, to just state it like that. Yeah. It feels to me that there's no way that a spiralkin like Fred or I.I., the guy behind all of this, has this knowledge. You're talking about behind this as in who wrote the Chronicle? Yes, the Chronicle of the Black Labyrinth, yes. This, this all came from Fred or I.I., a spiral can. Right. Okay. I'm remembering. I know no, you told me before. And no, you no. probably said it last episode. Totally cool. Totally cool. So, like, you know, how does he know all this, right? Even, even with the research. So what if the Flavio shit is a misdirect the whole time, right? But the inclusion of the Centurion's letter in Chapter 1 is what Number 2 is really worried about. Again, we go to that Machma connection, you know? Yes. <laughs> what if that's, I think that's the issue right there. And not this super on the nose, Lord of Malfi's. That's what he. Look at him. You're misdirect, right? Alternatively, they could both be true. I don't believe this, but they could both be true. What if Machma was usurped by Flavio at some point? 
Oh. Like, it seems kind of convenient and a little hacky to me. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you consider that both of their identities would be in the same fucking book. Yeah, I was going to say, but that, because... No, I, I like the uh, the misdirect, though. Yeah. The, well, the Spiral Redoubt is uh, based around that kind of thing. Good point. Right? And again, the connection, and I know you haven't heard it yet. That's the bummer, TC, you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think the Machma thing... I mean, that's where I stand. It's, it's my theory, it's speculation, I can't prove it, but look, it's it makes sense. It's the one that has a lot of good evidence from multiple sources. Right. Yeah, and there's, there's a well, lot... Well, you had to do some digging... There's a lot stronger of a connection there than anything else, even the book itself. Because the book itself, why wouldn't it be a misdirection? It's just telling you, like, oh, look, it's right here. Ha ha. I mean, over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I mean, even in, in, in the descriptions of the, the levels mm-hmm. in the chapter, there are, it's, it's even mentioned in the notes that there are inaccuracies on various stages. Although the eighth circle was accurate, but that doesn't mean you didn't hear that from someone. Okay, yeah, that's weird. I, I mean, I mean, right? No, but you're, I get it. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't mean I don't. Yeah, I definitely get it though. So weird. Still bothering me. Like if if you did all nine stages, it's weird you didn't know you got like the first four or five really wrong, <laughs> but you did get this one right further down. Why don't you know what happened first? That's Maybe so your mind broke. I, I, I mean, that's a possibility. You have to allow for that, but and that's kind of how I see it. They had had to break. But, ladies and gentlemen, my number two theory. So, I'll your, buy that. In your professional opinion, who is number two? Makma. Makma. I just wanted you to say it. Makma of the White Howlers. Formerly of the White Howlers. Yes, formerly of the White Howlers. <laughs> Again, a direct connection to the White Howlers from the very fucking beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so cool. Wait, can we go over like the different handlings of the White Howlers fall real quick? And how Worm 20 made the White Howlers fall look like they did a heroic sacrifice for the nation and everyone else like screwed them over. And <laughs> it, at least in LARP book second they, edition. They do a lot of finger pointing. Yeah. But like LARP book second edition, they're like, oh yeah, no, they just routinely went in a spiral all the time. It was like a right of, it was a thing they did. They test themselves on it, and then they were like, Yeah, you know what, this worm's nothing. We're just gonna keep doing this. And then they're uh Kinfolk all got corrupted before the Romans even get there. And so it, it kind of, you know, they, Anakin Skywalker, they're Darth Vader with that. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, but I'm about to Qui-Gon Jr. Jar Jar Banks. And, uh, Gross. I, don't I need an know, adult. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, but no, we, we actually, um, thanks for listening to the podcast. We talked about it last week, which hasn't aired yet. <laughs> Yay! That's, it's like, how, how much do we let him go? <laughs> oh, is that what you were mouthing? That's, that's what I was trying to mouth to yeah. How much do we let him keep saying? Because technically, everyone's already heard this. <laughs> yeah, and we could, we could touch on it in a second, because, yeah, we, we um, obviously, the White Howlers just was, was the second part, which you guys all know, but at this point, TC didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Oh, we can't do a thing. You know what? I I come into this accepting that knowledge. But yeah, no, uh, it, it's a little irksome. I think the, the changes through the editions because you do bring up how yeah the White Howlers of, of Second Edition were screwing with the spiral, which removes the lesson. It totally shits on the lesson. The same way all that finger pointing of as it wasn't our fault, we're the victims here mm-hmm. <laughs> out of twenty. Where, again, in first edition, as it was originally intended, this was a lesson about the folly of, of just blindly seeking glory. It fit thematically with the three tribes lost, the three types of renown, the three lessons you got there. 
And but see, yeah, I like that. Exactly. Well, that's how it was intended. It makes sense that way. Yeah. And then you go to second edition where it's don't pet a burning dog. You got what you deserved. And you go to to, to twenty, <laughs> where it's oh poor me, I'm sad that I'm alone. Yeah. Nobody came to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I was telling arsonist the other day, which is I guess going to be a month ago after this airs, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I said that, uh, you know, because we were talking about the editions and how much I like first edition. I was like, look, first edition, you know, it, it feels like a rough draft. There's parts of it that are, you know, they're, it's, it's like super edgy. It's very, very early 90s, you know, black trench coat, katana, all that. But it, it felt like the intent for what they wanted the world to be was in its purest form there. And, you know, looking at the various books of the world, you can kind of see the change to where they just gradually, I don't want to say washed it out, but, but changed it enough to where it, it loses some of that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I, I do think, and, I'm, and I have two minds on first edition all around. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's some of this stuff that's very, very unpolished and unfinished and not really well thought through. Yeah, um, it's early versions. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you look at like the, you look through the first edition core book. And, you know, like how the silent striders are shrouded in mystery and no one really knows anything about them. What the fuck are you talking about? There are volumes. There's loincloths everywhere. It's fine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that art is great. But, you know, there, I mean, there's, there's stuff like that. But then again, you look at, yeah, you look at, like, the worm stuff. And you look at something. And there was a very real direction they wanted to go that I think, yeah, was, was uh, watered down over the years. Which I think is a bit of a shame because... You know, again, you look at that Howler's just that prime example. There was clearly a message here. There was a lesson to be learned. And as you dilute that, the lesson goes away. It's also a case of making your heroes your villains, too. Because it changes the guru from having not been involved to willfully ignoring a problem. And now they're the bad guys. And the spirals are now their victims. And, and that is something that... Yeah, you see more of that as the additions go forward. Is that they want to make the guru just irredeemable... And paint them as the bad guys. So now you can go play a spiral. In in every yeah, in every in every way they can, they want to vilify. Well, I'll, I'll meet you heroes. halfway, and I'll play a skin dancer. Oh come on! Not Gross. at my table, sir. <laughs> but they're not they're not, not quite there yet. Kill them. Just, just worship an angry bull. This blasphemous right, ellipses. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. Killed on sight. The first three words of the the fucking right. This blasphemous right. We're done. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I had to. Yeah, no, I know you did. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, moving from there. You know, I mean, we did. We talk about the rank and how you do the right of transmogrification, power, cunning, and infamy. Is there any down differences? And of course, they have their own litany. Weird, but kind of. Well, it's not that different from the guru litany, though. It really isn't. No, it's not. I, like it's it's half the same thing. About. Serve the worm in all its forms. Beware the territory of another. I like beware, by the way. (laughs) Give safe passage to those of other hives. Slay those who will not join you. Respect all who will not serve the worm. The veil shall not be lifted. Do not suffer thy people to tend thy sickness. Leader may be challenged, leader may not be challenged, and ye shall take no action to cause a pit to be violated. And again, we go with some slight differences in 20. What you got? One is, um, I find this, indulge your desires. Okay. All that is not forbidden is permitted. They steal the first share of the kill is the greatest station. Still use that one. That's fine. Respect the strength of the mighty. Hmm. This spiral awaits those with open eyes. I just like the sound of that. That's a good one. It's a very lengthy one, so feel free to go look that one up, guys. 
I think that goes with the overall change in the tone and spirals in 20th as well, though, because they have a very different flavor when you're reading their their style in 20th versus when you read them in second. No, that's that's very true. I mean, even the um, I think a lot of the philosophies shift as well through the course of the editions. Oh, I want to jump into that, but I'm I'm, I'm holding off. I'm holding yeah, off. well, we'll we'll circle back around to it because we're still sure. talking litany and all that. Yes, yes. I figure we we get through the inform the informative shit, and then we get to the fun speculative shit. And yeah. Yes. So I'll tear you up. We finish <laughs> on dessert. That's right. You eat your fucking peas first. Anything different over there in the second edition? For litany-wise? I mean, it's almost verbatim for first. Okay. It's, you, it's served the worm in all its forms. There's a couple of the different... And it's only barely different here. Mm-hmm. Respect all those who serve the worm. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's mainly verbatim, but... But the two, the do not suffer thy people to tend thy sickness, they take that one so serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it, that stops being a you should do the right thing if you can't contribute. To, in to, terms we're, of to, to we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing we're this. We're doing it for you. Yeah. This shit is going to happen. Nope, and like a lot of us are getting in on it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to fuck you up. <laughs> it, it, it's... um. Some black spires are actually so insane that they pose a threat to the security of a hive. In this case, they are either made ronin or torn limb from limb. Probably the second. Yeah, more. I do like that, uh, well, ye shall take no action that causes a pit to be violated. So they'll bring prisoners to dance the spiral and make them black spirals, right? Well, they'll make them. I, I guess it has to be, you have to want it mm-hmm. on some level. Like, if you don't want it, they just kill you, right? But um, if you take a guy in your room, you cannot do that right in the pit because they're still an enemy. You're causing it to be violated. Yeah, well, you're you're bringing an enemy agents into the into the cairn. I wonder if they ever try that. Like, there's a stargazer that like brings that up. Mm. Aren't you breaking your litany? You're right gonna now? have to let me go. You're violating your litany. It's crazy. And they would just kill him. I don't know if you'd like the result of that, but no, but someone had to try it, right? Oh, I'm sure someone. Hence did. why the litany. Of course, it's a stargazer. I feel like it'd be a stargazer. The most dangerous, maybe it's a, maybe it's a child of Gaia. It's the most dangerous alternate form of spiral dancer. <laughs> That's a call forward. That is a call that forward. Is a call forward. Oh, I love it. Well, Enjoy that in a few weeks. <laughs> well, and, and, but and of course, spirals as Garu, mm-hmm. they also have their totems, and we know a bit about that from last week. But uh, I thought I'd run down what was offered in first edition. Okay. Uh, curiosity, then go back to second as well. Flip those pages louder, buddy. I mean, I, I too am flipping pages, so don't feel bad, Daddy. Mine's right next to a microphone. We can't hear yours. <laughs> right. All right, so of course we've got Whipperwool. We have to. Yeah. He's, he's, the, he's the main totem. He's the totem of the Black tribe. Yeah, the tribe. And like, Whipperwool's awesome. The write-up here sucked. Really? Yeah, it was so disappointing. And, and it's funny, is the ban is that um, it bans its bastards from harming any bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing in 20. And it's like, that's so weird. It seems like such a, you know, like what a touchy-feely band for the Black Spirals totem. Wait, here's something neat that I noticed, and I don't know if this is also in 2nd edition, Danny, but in 2nd edition Warp, uh, they make it a point to say that that includes the Corax. That's interesting. Uh, it just says that it's in a, its bastards may not harm birds of any kind. Yeah, no. 2nd uh, edition Warp, Mind's Eye Theater. Yeah, they, it includes the Corax in that list. I, so, I, hey, there you go. The Corax get a pass. Well, and the next what we're looking at is uh, Kirijama the Hidden Foe, which um, has no manifested form, which I thought was neat. <laughs> it, for for a second, it was uh, 
can only materialize in the physical world as a faint shadow. See, I don't have that. It, it, in fact, here, <laughs> I don't have that either. In fact, it, it, it speculates that some believe that Kirijama doesn't even exist. Yep, that's how it is in 20. So they <laughs> yeah. back to it. I kind of like that. That's awesome. What I like the ban is that its bastards can never become famous, making it hard for them to raise in rank. Oh. Oh. Yep. And many circumvent this by gaining renown and then disappearing from view for a while until they're forgotten. Hmm. I mean, it, it's a, a nice workaround. Right? Like, I wonder if that's, um, that could make for a great foil. A recurring villain, for example, <laughs> who serves Kirijama. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's true. It can make a good... Oh, wow. The, um, where's my tin I'm taking boy? that. I might take that. I wonder if they know something. I wonder if these guys here know a character that might possibly be affiliated with the, uh, the hidden foe. Where's my tinfoil? It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't need tinfoil for that one. No, no, you don't. Of course, next we have the green dragon. We all know about the green dragon. Yep. And it, here's, here's a cool thing. is Because we talked about this last week with the Howlers. Mm-hmm. But in Worm 1, it specifically says, and I quote, With its green fiery breath, it scorches the earth. Green fire confirmed, gentlemen. Yeah. Not in 20. Green Fire confirmed, first edition. Not in 20. Oh. <laughs> it just says toxic flames in 20. Same with, same with second. Uh, first edition confirms green flames. Yep. That's, that's a point for first edition, and I think we all know it. Yeah, oh, yeah. we're taking it. Yeah, yeah I'm taking <laughs> it. No, we're going with first edition. I mean, editions. the LARP says it scor- its rage scorches the very earth, so I, I feel like that's similar. Well, no. Well, again, he hasn't heard it, so. Right. <laughs> but no, um. Followers of Green Dragon can breathe fire. That's one of the traits here. Three, three times per day. Yep. 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 In second That's edition, it's the same as 20. It's, it's still it just says toxic flames. Except, yeah, it, just, it specifically says green <laughs> in I, first edition. Which means, you know, that's Balefire. That's what we're, so we're, we're, we're calling, goddammit. It's Balefire, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was thinking about that, too, because we know Balefire is more like a napalm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a cock and a loogie. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> I mean, it is opposed to breathe in the fire. You just hawk that up, and that's the bale fire. What if you sneeze? Wasn't, that, wasn't there a gift where you throw bale fire at people and you kind of just spit it in your hands to throw it? I think you can do that anyway. I mean, if you can call bale fire. <laughs> of course, next week. You, you didn't need that fur anyway. That, yeah, it's true. If I mean, if you're throwing bale fire, look. Uh, next, we have Bat, which again, uh, first edition had a really dumb write up. <laughs> Which, you know, no mention in the Kamatas, but of course they weren't invented yet. I was going to say, it was because of the time frame. Oh yeah, they weren't they weren't a real thing yet. Okay. You it was a simpler time. Upside down. I was about to bring that up, yeah. Is the band, you have to sleep upside down. Michael Keaton was a black spiral dancer. <laughs> so, second edition, at least the LARP, um, Danny, feel free to correct me if it's different in uh, normal second edition. But uh, each pack that follows the bat, they call it the bat must breed and keep a small family of bats and devouring insects with them uh, whenever they feed. And they must also preserve the veil. It's, it's pretty close. Pack must breed a small family of bats. When these lovelies feed, the werewolves must also devour insects they have gathered. Bats bastards are also fanatic about preserving the veil. Without it, their element of surprise is lost. So Tom and I, we got the... <laughs> can't harm bats, have to sleep upside down. Yep. So Fucking weird. Which again, Batman 89, Michael Keaton I mean, confirmed is a, is a black spider dancer. 
that he's sleeping on. He's he's sleeping think of the spiral down. who just had like a hard day, you know, kicking crippled orphans down flights of stairs and goes home to their bat garden and feeds little like fluffy creatures all day. You <laughs> almost said bat cave. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Mr. Nibs. Here's one for you. Fluffykins, this is yours. <laughs> How was it? How was work today? It was a little stressful. You know, I was hurting babies, but it's okay. I have a few more bats. How was that stressful? They can't fight back. Oh, uh, you know, sometimes you people watch you, and you just you get stage fright. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you did think of that one pretty quick. That was good. <laughs> now next, check this out: Hakakin, Heart of Fear. He's mm-hmm. expensive. And yep, yeah, yes. And if the name sounds familiar, once again, it's because he's the name. He's the Majin Incarnate in Service of Phobic, The Urge of Fear. Your Tyrannosaurus Crab Hybrid. Which has an awesome picture in 20. Yeah. That was a picture. It's a great piece of art. Yep. And yes, was an Ahron Shadow Lord. Oh, nice. Who uh, was corrupted by his pride. <laughs> I mean, he did the thing. He said he was going to dance it all the way down to the worm, and he did. And he looked at the worm, and he so got scales. get out. Move get out. Why not? <laughs> but that's not according to first edition. That is a second edition. Second, according to legend, he danced to the threshold of the sixth circle during his transmogrification. Right. He later advanced to the center of the abyss. Once he survived this final quest, the experience destroyed his sanity so thoroughly that he immediately became an incarna. And yes, almost verbatim of what TC said earlier. Yeah, I was getting deja vu. That's good. <laughs> Uh, from there, I've got the dark fungus, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just thoroughly disappointing to me. You're Why? such a good name. But, like, you got the heart of fear and the hidden foe and a mushroom. <laughs> well, here it says for a second, it gives him an extra name. It's the dark fungus, his mycological majesty. Oh, man. If, if it makes you feel better, he's like the totem of the fallen children of Gaia. Don't have that. Really? Did was that mentioned in my book? Uh, it's in um, the LARP actually, because it goes over uh, like twenty does. It goes over what they are, when, or how the different tribes fall. Where are you, children of Gaia? It's yes. not good though with the pack traits. You have to be tripping on mushrooms to access a gift that he gives you. <laughs> a number of children of Gaia go on to serve the dark fungus. Yeah, imagine that. The, the band though. Do they get the munchies? <laughs> no, you have to tend to the mushrooms. Uh, servants of the plant incarnate must tend to growing mushrooms wherever they find them. You run into some mushrooms? Oh, I gotta take care of that. Mine also mentioned, does it mention owning X amount of Grateful Dead albums? <laughs> you just kind of wake up with those. <laughs> <laughs> just strolling about. At least the, the, at least the next one has a good name. Okay. I give uh, I give a props to both you and Porter there, TC. That was <laughs> well done. Some some good teamwork on that one. <laughs> wow. Um, now next, I'm looking at uh, Relshab, the faceless eater. Mm-hmm. He's pretty gross. You know, uh, yeah. Bane encounter that manifests as a huge man shaped form covered in rolls of flesh, which crawl and ripple in sickly waves. Where its face should be, there's only a mass of fat. Its right arm is a tube which it uses to consume its prey. It can suck nearly anything in and digest it in its stomach furnace. It's almost See, the same here. It's worded a little few different words here and there, but it's almost the same exact thing here. I was honestly it's, waiting for the that's uh for the yes you did or something. It's so it's actually a little different in the LARP. 
So it appears as a huge anthropomorphic hermaphrodite covered in rolls of flesh that crawl and ripple in sick waves, right? Now in the back, it's, a, it's hard to say which is more appalling, its hungers or its sexual activities. Oh, oh yikes. Oh, yikes. Hey, you know, I'm yeah, so I was reading this and I was like, my God. That's in the LARP. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's what no, they want you to LARP. act out in like the park where the kids play. Oh my God. So weird. Yeah, just stop banging the ground. You can be the totem. Yeah, one of the traits like, is... Uh, don't bring us up in the police report. If one of the traits, if the bastard can humiliate her victim through perverse sexual activity, she can reduce his willpower instead. Yeah, they got rid of that in 20. I can imagine so, yeah. I didn't, I yeah, that's in second. Idea. Yeah. So it's it, it's interesting that, we, that you know, we have these, these changes, and, and to an extent they're pretty sweeping. Even when they're minor, mm-hmm. like a minor change is still, you know, sweeping ramification. And then how a lot well, of it is like, doubled back to first edition for twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Well, like weird. first edition is kind of simple, right? And then second edition is like, let's ramp up some of that uh, spiked collars '90s edge, and then we'll bring it back around in twentieth. With maybe, maybe this was a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close. I, I suppose, but at the same time, I think it's funny that to go, hey, we better dial this back, and you dial it back to. The part that was the worst. First edition. <laughs> Arguably, yes. You know, it, it, would, it would be like going, man, you know, it's, it, things aren't very equal today. Let's bring it back to the 20s. Ew. Like, is well, that the area you want to shift again. back to? Nope. I, I stress again, I read this LARP book first before I read the proper book of the Worm Second because I misunderstood what I was buying. Because I just went on drive through RPG, well, what was this, like 2012 or 2014 or whatever, and just typed in Book of the Worm Second, and I was like, oh, cool, because it was the first one that came up and bought that. And then I read it, I was like, there's no art in here. Well, and then I learned this, a lesson. And this totem, all I see is the sin of gluttony, which is why I'm, I, me and you talked about this a couple days ago when we were going over how they finited this as nine layers, nine circles, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're pulling a lot from Dante's Inferno. I think definitely. Oh, fuck. As I've read through these books, I'm like, this is this is Dante's Inferno, but in Werewolf the Apocalypse. I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's it's a, it's a pretty solid correlation there. Nicely done, Tom. <laughs> well, relax next time. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, dude. That's awesome. Now I got one more. So do I. I'm imagining it's the same, and it's a bit of a bummer to me. And and we're I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my best here. Gulug, the dance of corruption. I was thinking Gloth. Well, there's that hyphen in there, so no, yeah. like Gloth. I like that. Huh. No, I'm gonna go with it. All right. Now it tells me is that little is known about the origin of Gloth, <laughs> although its relation to the Nexus crawler is self-evident. Hmm. Yeah, that's the I'm not thrilled about that. Now Goloth manifests as an ever-changing ball of horrors, continually forming and reforming vile shapes, and will frequently spawn jagglings and gaflings by butting them off its manifested form. Some of the most powerful creatures at Goloth spawns are Nexus crawlers. This is a huge bummer for me. They switched it in twenty. Cool. They switched it in second. Well, let's see what second yeah. does. Because Goloth. <laughs> what was her? It was just Goloth for first. No, it's dance of corruption. That was a dance of corruption. What okay. is that? So for here, it's dance of corruption or the Jeff. demon goddess. Oh, or Jeff, Jeff. <laughs> or Gloth, Jeff, Chris. Everybody is Gloth, Chris, the demon goddess. Got it. I can roll with it. Manifests as an ever-changing ball of shifting energy, continually forms and reforms vile horrors from her anatomy. 
Some worship her as a tainted fertility goddess, claiming that she is the mother of all beings. Which links back to our Howler episode. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could remember the name of that damn totem before she was corrupted. Was it Glaw? No. No. (laughs) In fact... Is that the Howler tribe book? Yeah. That was creepy. He picked it up as you said that. Yeah, that was really weird. What did I tell you about the cameras? Look, sometimes I just like to sit outside your window because I get lonely. In that puts we you have on tunnels, a list. Porter. It, it does put you on a list. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that I have the the White Howler tribe book. I read it a lot when I was doing my Britain game, and so much of that I'm like drawing a blank on right now, and I don't know why. Yeah, that was um, Gal- yeah, it's right there. It's uh, it was Gallia. Ah. So in twenty. Second edition. No, in twenty. Because what they did was they took Gilug. What do we do? What do we agree? Like it looks like cough with, with, with Gala. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they took the Mother of Banes, <laughs> or the Dance of Corruption in First Edition. Right. Mm-hmm. We we drop the Nexus Crawler stuff. Right. We go to Second Edition. We add the Mother of Banes, mm-hmm. and then by the time Twenty rolls around, the Mother of Banes was originally Gallia. From the White Howlers. And then on 20th, Worm 20, they dropped the Mother of Banes thing. They just dropped that all together? Yeah, they dropped it. Fuck. Which is strange because it specifically calls her the Mother of All Banes. Right here. Right, right here. Some Thurges believe to be the Mother of All Nexus Crawlers. So they picked it back up. They picked it back up. But only and, kind and yet, of. only kind of, yeah, because here we are in a 20th edition book. Of White Howlers, yeah. <laughs> on page 75, <laughs> no mention. Make up, get it together, come on. <laughs> What is Second it? edition LARP has her as the, the mother of all Banes and the Nexus Crawlers as the most deadliest of her children. Oh, okay. Well, Interestingly, it also says that um, Gloth's followers, I guess it's Gilolf, they've got like apostrophes all over the place. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But um, their followers working on a way to make Black Spiral Dancer Metis fertile. Yeah, if I, yeah, I so would have kept yeah, reading. Cool second, yeah. And for a second, if I would have kept reading, it's towards the end of it, but it's the most powerful of her spawn are the infamous Nexus Crawler Guardians who eagerly enact their mother's bidding. So, yeah, the so they're following a plan. In 20 are just Banes. Hey, here's <laughs> the thought, and uh, this, is, this is the thought that I mentioned earlier um, uh, off-air, breaking the fourth wall. But, um, so, here they're talking about making the Metis fertile, right? And we know that the majority of spiral population is Metis, right? It's like, what, two-thirds of them or, or half? More it's than a half. a stupidly high amount. Yeah. Yes. So in 5th edition, they're getting rid of the Metis. So do the spirals not have that population anymore? That's or are a, they actively breeding? How are they... That is a I, really good question. Yes, it is. Right? And, and, I, and I, feel like, I feel like that's something that, that people who are writing this hadn't thought of. Right. Because it, is, it, is it still 1 out of 10 population? Because the spirals are still going to be pumping uglies with everything. There's, you know, here's that redwood tree in the middle of California. We're going to hit that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, it makes a, maybe it makes a spiral. Let's see what happens. Oh, man, they get into some weird shit. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I want to hit that. Mm, well, like, that they're going to go to the bar, and they're like, okay, so 1 out of 10 children is going to be a spiral, right? So let's go ahead. We'll just bang 40 people tonight. We'll see what happens. Exactly. High fives, no, everybody. Here's some blue pills. Let's go. It's a numbers game. You're yeah. all grown up. It's like swingers. I'm still stuck in the redwood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, it was it was more than half our Metis, and even better, they still have better standards than Metis in like the Garu Nation. A hundred percent. They get to pop publicly with everybody else, and they lead the ugly bumpins. They have a great time. Yep. I mean, I mean, as great a time as you can in in weird Clive Barker sex dungeons. <laughs> Look, I know you've seen Hellraiser. No, 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 no. Of course. Just trying to um, find the three Bs for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot you doing that. <laughs> Bane's for- <laughs> boobs. Bane's boobs and banging the three Bs. There you go. What Spiral life's all about. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I was, I was having this thought last night about exactly that population problem. I was like, Jesus, what are they going to do now? I mean, they're spirals. They're going to figure it out. They're apparently doing very well, according to Achilles, so we'll see. Uh, you know? And I mean, that, that becomes a thing. Is if You're absolutely right. And they, I mean, we can't say they clearly didn't think that through, mm-hmm. but I feel pretty confident they didn't think that through. <laughs> we- Plot twist, the spirals figured it out. Now everybody's got viable metas. They're just called werewolves. I, mean, uh, I think that's a, a another discussion for another episode. Yeah, so the mother of Bane's and the spiral, this Nexus crawler connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this really this irritates me, and it's I mean it's interesting the roller coaster ride we see it went through through the editions. Mm-hmm. You know where it's dropped, it's brought up, it's nothing to do with anything, and now it's a white howler totem that did turn. So does that mean that before it turned that? There were no Nexus crawlers, or the Nexus crawlers were Gaian and Origin, or what the fuck is that? And maybe this goes back to, again, I had talked about the idea of Nexus crawlers being wild spirits in Origin. Yes. and then we're Maybe just, that ties that together. I like it. Well, so, like, their thoughts were supposed to be alien, like, right? Like, the other, the other one of the worms, minions, don't understand what the Nexus crawlers are about, so what if they're following her direction? I mean, that's entirely possible, but I, I've always looked at with their... their Reality-altering powers, mm-hmm. and the fact that they are so alien that they're capable of anything—they—they're very—they're extremely fucking random. Wild, which, right? Which are they the, though? The are they random, or are they? Did they only look random to people who don't understand? Well, that's like, perfectly talking fair. Talking to me, where like maybe it makes sense, but I'm sure for ninety percent of the people listening, I sound random as hell. No, but see, that's you the know? thing. That's perfectly fair, but that could be true of the wild as well. That we just <laughs> don't understand how it works. And so we envision it as random also. Yeah, we look at the Melfies, and we talked about how... The, yeah, yeah, the wild fonts. The wild fonts, mm-hmm. and how that could very possibly be where they came from, the origin, and you've had that, I guess, plot seed in your head that what if the whole entire time here, and now it's making it all viable, you know, real possibilities. Yeah, and what do I, you do about it? I, I can't admit that maybe it's, I want this to be true because I had that theory. <laughs> I'm accepting that. But, but if there are you add dot connects here. Right. You add the fact that Mother of Banes used to be Gallia, a white howler totem, <laughs> mm-hmm. then maybe. It, it doesn't necessarily disprove anything. It doesn't disprove it. It doesn't prove it, but it's it gives it I, I don't know. It gives it no, no. A, a shred of truth. Interesting question. Do either of you three have um alcohol or caterpillar? No. 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 Okay, so let's go over Caterpillar first. Caterpillar is a totem of corruption. Now, these are in the LARP, and I've only ever seen them in the LARP. Uh, Caterpillar... They're they're not in regular second edition, Book of Worms second edition here. Oh. So, Caterpillar devours all life set before him. His followers commit acts that drain the life and hope from those whom they victimize. Those whom they victimize then victimize others in turn and spread their pain (laughs) along, continuing the cycle. 
The followers of Caterpillar are required to spill their own blood during each boot rite rather than someone else's. Caterpillar will give his followers rights of survivor and right of the false memory, and both of those are extremely terrible. In his ban, Caterpillar's followers are not allowed to help anyone who does not serve the worm. They may not commit any act of kindness unless it's a direct lead into an act of victimization. Now, now do they evolve to, to, to Beedrill or Butterfly? <laughs> I'm so happy you remembered uh, those names. <laughs> it took me a second. I would say Beedrill because they're wasps. Okay, Fair. works for me. Now, uh, Alcohol, which, which is one that I like. Now, Alcohol is a totem of cunning. Uh, it's a tiny kit. It's, a, it's an Arctic fox kit. Small enough to fit in a person's outstretched palms. His fur is bone white. His eyes are milky jade. Yeah, milky jade. There's always something a little wrong about his behavior. His emotions never quite fit the circumstance. At times, Alcohol exhibits a childlike mischief and deviousness. At others, he displays a cold, calculating cunning. He cycles back and forth between these moods over the course of hours or even minutes. And he expects his followers to outsmart their opponents. He looks down on those who win battles through strength rather than smarts. Therefore, his followers tend to lag in glory. So he gives his followers the gift a thousand voices and grants them a willpower trait as well as the mental trait creative. But his followers tend to get uh, bipolar disorder. I can see His that. ban is that they may not solve a problem through sheer strength of arms unless all their options have been exhausted. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like this little, you know, twiggy fox that just sits on your shoulder and tells you awful things and then slowly just makes you like a bipolar. It's I, I, I thought it was really neat. I don't know why. It just reminded me that there was something unique in this book, which is why I selected to read through this. No, oh, good call. Yeah. Now, I'm not asking you to go searching for it, but is the, the gift of a thousand voices, is that right there? It will be. Gifts of the worm. He said that. <laughs> Madness induction. It was like a, it was like a <laughs> prophecy. <laughs> it, it should be because it's a LARP book. Uh, distract gifts, blood omens, smell fear. A thousand voices. Dancer creates small, minor illusions, primarily sounds, howls, and footfalls, but some shadowy apparitions and faint sense as well. The dancer spends one willpower trait to activate this gift, and it lasts for a maximum of one scene. He may create only as many illusions as he has permanent willpower traits. I assume that means dots. Now, supernatural senses respond unexpectedly to these illusions. Enhanced hearing may struggle to find the sound of footsteps, while enhanced smelling may become overwhelmed by the stench of old blood. The dancer must remain hidden for this gift to work. If he has spotted, the gift fails. Interesting. All right. I just, it's, it, it, it struck me, and I was, okay. Well, like, so we got back to uh, talking about building, not get back to you, rather, but we talk about building spirals as enemies, right? And how you don't want the shock troops because it lessens them. So you take that cunning werewolf that you know porter likes to push forward for them and you give them this totem for their pack and say you know you do not not quite deliverance but maybe a wrong turn so your pack's going through the woods and they're looking for something that's missing and you have these wolves that have this gift hounding you and then they're always they're always going to be emotionally wrong too i mean i can see why they cut the bipolar thing but i think the rest of it's fucking brilliant but yeah there's there like so right after this, it goes over how to roleplay all these, and then it says, like, maybe don't do this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, please, please maybe, maybe some people aren't going to like this at all, and it's best if you just don't, but ask permission first. And I was like, you guys, you guys went really hard in this book, and then you just like, said not to do any of it. Uh, maybe it was uh, some editing afterward kind of thing. I mean, it's probably, a, it's probably a good call, especially for your table. And again, like, you're not expected to be playing Spirals at all either. So, you know, more mystery, the better. No, oh, I agree there. Yeah. Now, um, I mean, you already did it. I was going to say, let's move on to, to building, but... So, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's cool. I'm just the host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was I was on a thread. I had to. <laughs> That's what the show's about. So it's no, but <laughs> implying we have structure between, here between you and Danny, man. <laughs> it's been a rough day for them. It has been a rough day for me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting kicked in the teeth left and right here. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm, my birthday. I'm <laughs> Does it really? No, I'm helping. Okay. I gave you the three Bs. You did. Good job, them. <laughs> the latest edition of the three Bs. <laughs> but no, this is definitely, you know, I, I wanted to pivot there in, in terms of playing your spirals because, yeah, there are the mindless, drooling, we're going to say shock troop versions, and, and you can have those. I'm sure they're all over the place, sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's absolutely a place for them. But yeah, you you really want to, I, I really want to stress that idea that you you want to keep those, the, the and we're going to use quotes here, that mastermind, you know, that crazy mm-hmm. comes in different shapes and sizes man it's not yeah. always the guy drooling on the floor talking about the polka dots god it, i love that he's just staring at you when he's saying i know <laughs> and i can't help but like you son of a bitch i don't know why you keep blaming me for things i'm not blaming oh no i'm blaming you fuck that <laughs> but no there is the room and, and i mean you talk about um tc what was his name again the totem uh alcohol, alcohol. thank you yeah yeah alcohol it's a a u c o l. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uncle, <laughs> you're doing fine. Uncle, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uncle sounds yeah. right. Uncle Daniel Tyson. Close. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Bane of my existence. <laughs> but <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, he's no. a little twig on your shoulder. All right. <laughs> you know, but uncle, that's a that's a great example. And it's a great visual too, with him on the shoulder like that. But you know, yeah, you're right. That that's a great totem to use for a recurring antagonist. And and that's something that I really want to stress here too. Is is using spirals, it's easy to throw them out as it's the it's the threat. I just need some enemies real quick. Let me just here's a couple spirals. But it's it's such a misuse of them. Because these these are these are the reflection of the Gyro Nation. You know, it, it's again we talked about it at the top of the show. It's the dark side. The corrupted version. Yeah. yeah. You know, you should assume I mean running into a spiral should be a scary fucking thing. Number one, because where is this pack? <laughs> Number two, because... He can do everything you can do. Assume that he can. He yeah. gets to spend rage. He gets to spend gnosis. He gets whatever things he picked up in the hive and whatever shit he might still retain from before. Assuming there was a before. Mm-hmm. You can click easy monster. He's a scrag. Yeah. Make some fan war. Cool. That's fine. But you want, you want your spirals to be a scary thing. They should never be something to just be kind of thrown away. And again, with, with a recurring antagonist, yeah, get, get, create something. Make sure they have a brain. You know, we talked about that they, they do the dance and they, they choose which urge to serve, which, which head of the Hydra that they belong to. Factor that in. What's oh, a big deal? If their totem is Hakakin, have him be about instilling fear. Here's an interesting thing that the LARP brings up that I, don't, I can't recall if it's in the other books, but uh, it, it mentions creating your own totems. And reading some uh, folkloric entities and going off of that, like you know what werewolf is, you know you know how things should operate, and so you can find something that's just awful from mythos and be like, yeah, no, this is going to be my bane totem, and you, you can always just homebrew that kind of stuff. But I think that's a spectacular idea, mm-hmm. uh, especially considering the the small amount of totems we're given. Yeah, we went through every single one of them. Yeah, and again, that's through every edition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was all the totems. That I was gave. it. Now we go back to the. The reoccurring antagonist here. And yes, there's the joke here, right? 
And, and Tom, you're laughing because he keeps staring at me every time he... And we all know who he's talking about. Oh, of course. Because we have one. Right. And even our uh, backers, or probably even people who've been listening since the beginning, have heard that name a few times. And they know who we're talking about. Most people probably don't, but you know, I guess go back and maybe listen to a few older episodes and we'll mention it. There'll be few and far between, but sure. There's a, there's a reason why this is such a big deal. If it wasn't that big of a deal, would I have any reaction right now? I suppose that's true. Uh, because I'm having that reaction makes it that good of a character. Mm-hmm. It is, he is, he is terrifying. He absolutely instills fear. And in game, whenever he's, we'll say, noticed, I, I instantly, like, I gain rage every time, don't I? Yeah. I mean, he did take your arm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> again, yeah, it's, again, we've mentioned it. It's probably it's come up far between. Yeah, it's come up enough times. Let's just give it a shot. Especially people who have been listening every single week. Well, I probably long forgot about it too, so oops. Right. Especially now with the, uh, the postmortems getting farther into our games, it, it's going to become a bigger deal. And again, the fact that I'm having these reactions to just that name or just the implications of who we're talking to, because again, he hasn't even said the name yet. Nope, don't need to. Yeah. And and you and I are laughing because of the reactions I'm having right now. We well, all know I'm who having it is. them too, but I'm just not showing them as well as you. <laughs> but again, look how important of a character that is. Oh yeah. Look how, how look how well written that antagonist is. Yeah, and he spawned over many chronicles. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least two. Yeah. That's true. I was gonna say probably about two and a half now. I think he only had, and he's only three been in four stories. And he's only been, technically he's only been in, I think five. Well, total. His, his face, yes, but there's still the keynotes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of him. <laughs> See my point here. Mm-hmm. So sure. my props to you. Well, is thank what you. I'm saying. I appreciate as, it. as much shit as I've given you today and stepped on all of your fucking right. <laughs> I am. I am putting this one up on a fucking pedestal. Kiss ass. If, if that's so, what it takes. So, not, not to cut you off, but... So, while we're talking about um, uh, terrifying, cunning villains, and, and less the shock, the shock Troop villains, what about uh, Zigzag herself? Because she is, what, the, the Shock Troop to the extreme, isn't she? Yeah, I, I would call Zizek the nuclear option. Like, how would you field her? Because she's a, she's a major NPC. And, and that's one of the things I really loved about Worm 20 was the NPCs they brought in because some of them are really, really good. Shake Shack is like the mainstay through, I, I think she's in first edition too, isn't she? Oh, she's, yeah, she's she, everywhere. She's like Visa. Yeah. Accepted everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere you want to be. Is she supposed to be the folly for uh, Albrecht, if I recall correctly? I'm kind of sad I didn't read any of those then. Yeah, she's, um, it's, I think that, again, I think the Zizek's more of a problem than anything else. Because that is the nuclear option. The, the chosen of the green dragon, you know, personal totem and that shit. I believe she is rank six, right? She is. Yeah, she is rank six. Doesn't leave Hamid and fucks up Krynos on the regular. I mean, she's... She's Krynos strength in Hamid, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. And, you know, the, you, get, you, get the, you get the leather lady thing. You get the devil whip. You get the she only screams, which is a little irksome. And, well, uh, like, Tom, you, you didn't going... read the NPCs? No, I, I skipped them because I know we're not going to touch them. Oh, are we not? Well, we're talking about it now. Well, now we're talking about it, but... <laughs> oh, like... <laughs> we usually don't. We're talking about it, and you brought it up, so... 
So, like, what is it? Rayo's Dream Flayer comes around, and he's such a really cool character, and he's definitely a ripoff of Freddy Krueger. But, um... Kind of, Freddy yeah. Krueger. There's an R there. There is. But, uh, so he tried Fred to, like, Kruger dominate Mellencamp. her. And so he jumps her in Hamid in Krino's form, and then eventually, like, after he's pinning her down, she goes to Krino's and then shoves a, a silver pipe through his head. Wow, it's true. Yeah, he's, he's in an, and like then, an uh, iron lung now, isn't he? Just psychically... No, he's, up. like... He's like stuck to a wheelchair. Where is he? He's His appearance. Um, in Hamid, Rails is a lean, athletic man in his early 30s. Though he looked to be in his 20s, he is white, but a Native American ancestor somewhere in his bloodline causes him to look tribal in certain lights. Dark eyes, once handsomely expressive, have developed dead black glassiness of a shark. Um, yeah, he's, he's stuck chained to this, um, like a 1950s wheelchair. Yeah, he's like the, the he Stephen never... Hawking of the Black Spirals. <laughs> Well, kind of, but he only ever appears in Krinos, too. He doesn't really appear in humans, so he's, he's this Krinos werewolf like, chained to this wheelchair with a hood over his head, but he can move his chair without touching the wheels, and he's got the ability to reach into people's dreams. Because I guess having a silver pipe shoved through your skull makes you able to just, you know, harass people in their nightmares. Well, your memory serves. You know, they went to go take him out because, you know, they shall not they suffer other people with the sickness. Mm-hmm. And um, the room got all evil dead. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, the, yeah, started, uh, oh, that's right. You remember the mounted, you Yeah, the one. mounted deer was like, hey, you better not do that. <laughs> so, no, he's definitely a badass. And in fact, um, he has uh, been a factor in, in some of our games. Oh, really? Yep. Tell me more. Or, or can you not talk I about it? I can't talk about it. Game. Yep. Because uh, I'm looking at these guys and they don't know this yet. He's uh, uh, so I'll tell, I'll tell you later. It's for some fun. <laughs> okay, so the so the segue away from him. Um, I think Porter, you're a fan of the White Hunter, aren't you? Oh, Hunts of the Night. That guy's a badass. No, 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 no. White Hunter Dalon, the uh, former Wendigo. No, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm a fan of Hunts of the Night. <laughs> Hunts of the Night's pretty rad. I have his card. Old One Eye, also a badass. That guy's a sick fucker. But I mean, I, I guess the point is there's there's some great NPCs out there that you can use and definitely make your own, you know. But when you're doing that, you know, make sure you're factoring in. You know, they they choose an urge. These are characters with histories. They have a background. And make that matter. Oh, big time. You know, the guy that's a former child of Gaia, that comes in handy. You know, or better yet, the the Geta Fenris, who knows the tactics from this cairn. Mm-hmm. So when he hooks up with his hive nearby, they're a constant threat because, yeah, I know their patrol schedules. Now they're going to fight in groups of three. They're going to faint here and pull us back over here because a section of the bond's booby-trapped. Yeah. No, I think of when we did the Black Fury episode and they're uh, the one pack of Furies who yeah. are now all Black Spirals and they use that information the Furies have as like their motherly instinct against them. That's exactly it. Like they'll make sounds of crying babies to try and get like packs of furies to try and save them, and it's all just a fucking ambush. Hmm. Love that. Yeah, and that's the pack that that was like super hard to get. Yeah, they're super elusive, and I came up like I don't understand why, and I came up (laughs) with an instant solution to get them to attack. Maker goes, (laughs) someone make me a sandwich. Oh (laughs) jeez, that will get them to appear. Did it go over well? Well, it certainly it was, won't. I mean, it was hypothetical. It was, yeah, it was hypothetical. But, you know, they're talking about how hard it was to get them to come out, to, you know, in direct conflict. It's like, no, just just go around where they hang with a megaphone saying, I need a sandwich. So, follow-up. Um, <laughs> so, as, as you were talking about, uh, no, not follow-up to that. 
But follow up to something you mentioned um, a while ago about Worf constantly getting his ass kicked, right? Mm-hmm. How tough do you end up making this? Because you, you have the option of the mega character, the nuclear option of the zigzag, and then you have the option of the pack. Now, to keep them terrifying, though, I mean, for a pack, you're going to keep them, what, around the player's kind of strength so they can at least have a reasonable chance. But if you're going to have an individual spiral, like, how, how strong do you go? Because zigzag canonically will kill the players. Yeah, which right? is why she's the nuclear option. Like, I, I don't think you use her at all. And if you use her at all, you use her in a vision or in a situation where, like, you've got someone doing recon and they're somehow speaking with her, be it, you or know, battlegrounds. She's on, like, she's on speakerphone or, you know, maybe you're in enemy territory and she's there to visit and she's about to leave. And you can hear her scream because that's part of her shtick. She only yells. Follow-up. If you do this and your players decide to engage her, is that their fault? No, totally. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's where, you, that's where you give them a look for a second, like, are, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, you sure you want to do this? Are, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yeah, because I, I know my players. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe give them that, that yeah. confirmation. The, are you sure? Is that your final answer? If it is, hand me your character sheets. Yeah, this is, alright, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll write what happens. It's going to be a bad day. Now, yeah. Let's go ahead and roll some dice. We'll see where this goes. What, what's your strength? Oh, it's not It's not 10 in Hamid? It's okay. not enough. Well, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. It's not enough. But you're so You ain't got that many. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, to answer your question. You know, I think it depends on what you're going for. If you're going for this pack is the enemy, then you want to make them a little bit stronger. But I would prefer this pack alpha is the enemy. And to him, the rest of the pack is expendable. Because this way, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You can make, you can tailor the pack itself to about the strength or maybe a little weaker if, if you need to than, than your, your group so that they can feel accomplished taking out members of that pack while the alpha of said pack can still make strategic retreats to become a recurring antagonist. Now they this way they don't feel like they're just spinning their wheels against this you know against this enemy pack I say in quotes but again the real threat can throw his minions at them as human shields while he fucks off to you know screw with the group another day I see this reminds me of a visual from uh, Rights of Renown two there's a great story there called the Straw Death and it's about this uh, older Fenrir female as we call them Fenrir not the Get it's the proper name and uh, she's hiding under a car. Because the rest of her pack got ganked by these spirals. And she's thinking about, you know, she doesn't want to die now. She wants to live. She wants to see, you know, her family, her grandkids, like that kind of stuff. And um, the whole time she's going through this, and then you know, she eventually takes the glory option because Fenrir. But uh, the whole time she's doing this, the spirals are stalking her. And they're kind of taunting her. And they're whistling to each other the, the whippoorwill noise, as you do. Yes. I, I, and I, I love that people visual. to have that on hand. Oh, uh, it's it's great. I played that for my players in the in the Britain setting, and like only one of them was from the south, so the rest of them had no idea what it was. <laughs> it, Which I think I've mentioned before, but yeah, it, it's great to have if you can do it. Definitely recommend getting the soundbite of the whippoorwill so you can use that in, in your games. However, I am getting the signal here from Mr. Tyson that we are out of time. Ah, uh, man, we're pretty close. This has been <laughs> another one. So, so uh, we are going to have to cut it short there. TC, so glad to have you back, buddy. Oh, man. So so much more to go over. I don't even think we touched on camps yet. No, we, no, we didn't. No, we, we didn't touch on camps. And, you know, uh, we, we had the notes on it, too. I know. 
Yeah. I know Danny did. I think Tom did. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, one day. One day. I'm sure we'll get back to him eventually. There's always... Yeah, there's, you know, who knows what's coming in the future, yeah. but... There's always plenty to talk about on this. Unfortunately for now, um, we, uh, we are going to have to cut this one. So, um, again, TC, fucking great. Hope I hope we have you back soon. Ideally. And uh, on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studios, Tommy Dixon, myself, and uh, Daniel Tyson, we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Be good uh, to each other. Be good to yourselves. Keep your claws sharp and your head on a swivel. We'll see you later.